Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, Happy New Year, everybody. I know Lockie just wished you a Happy New Year, but I want to wish you a Happy New Year as well. And uh, I'm going to pray the blessing of God over you at the end of this service that this will be your best year ever. How many people could do with a best year ever? I reckon we good. Hey, I've got a good news for you today. Uh, last time I came and I talked to you about I am blessed. And guess what I'm going to talk to you about today? I am blessed part two. How's that? Because I reckon if we're going to start 2022 in some way, shape or form, we need to know who we are. Amen. And we need to know that we are blessed. But today I want to talk to you a little bit more about why we are blessed, because we are blessed to be a blessing. Amen. And we need to make 2022 a year where it's not just about us being blessed, although please be as blessed as you possibly can be, but where we begin to use that to really press the advantage in this city and beyond as we take the world in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, uh, New Year's Eve, I was down at Caloundra, uh, or down at Golden Beach with Julie and Minna, and we went to watch the fireworks, and uh, because of the wind, they decided to only let the little ones go up, and of course, at Golden Beach, you couldn't see anything. So we just sat in the wind in our chairs. And I was listening to a guy behind us, and he was sort of making a comment. He goes, he goes, oh, typical, look at this. The fireworks are just like the rest of 2021, just absolutely nothing, useless. You know, and he wasn't, he wasn't angry or anything like that, but it was just his worldview was this has been a waste of a year, and I came all the way down here to watch the fireworks, and even they didn't happen. How many people know that we can't go into 2022 with that sort of attitude? We need to go into 2022 on the front foot, believing that this will be our best year ever. I'm not saying that we should forget about what's happened in the past or whatever else. But one thing I will say is this, do not let your past define your future. And so 2021 may have been tough for some people. I've got to tell you, it wasn't that tough for me. I didn't get to fly very often. In fact, I didn't get to fly at all. But the reality is uh, it was a great year for us. And, uh, and the reason it was a great year for us is we decided to make it a great year for us because we truly do believe that we are blessed. And if you understand that you are blessed, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. It doesn't matter what the season is, you know that you are still blessed. How many people know that the favour of God is not subject to circumstance? The favour of God is a constant in your life and my life. And today, if you know Jesus Christ as your personal saviour, you are favoured by him. And I want that to get into your spirit at the very beginning of 2022, because this year is going to be an amazing year, a year of great breakthrough. But the first thing we've got to do is we've got to understand who we are and understand that even if you had a bad day, a bad week or a bad hairdo at the local barber or whatever it might be, it's not the end of the world because God's favour is still on your life. And so uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about that today if you're happy to sort of tag along with me on a little bit of a journey. But I want to start the same way as I started uh, a month ago when I was here because I want you to say those words. I am blessed. Because that's what the Bible says. So you either got to agree with what the Bible says or agree with what circumstances say. And I don't know about you, but I have chosen for most of my life, not all of it because I wasn't brought up in a Christian family, but I have chosen since the day I met Jesus to decide that what the Word of God says is correct and my circumstance will bow to that, not the other way around. And if we're going to live a blessed lifestyle, we've got to live from that perspective. And so I want you to enter into 2022 
Jesus wants you to enter into 2022 with an attitude that says, you know what? I can make a difference this year. I can see something go forward in my life, my business, my finances, whatever else it might be. Vision statement to grace the nations. How will we grace the nations? By praying, by giving, by going. And so I think this is a good opportunity. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 8. Remember, I am blessed. Isaiah 6 verse 8. I read this scripture last time I was here. I'm not going to preach the same message, don't worry. Um, I have got a second message. Um, Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. Again, I touched on this last time, but the reality is, if you're going to do what God wants you to do, you first got to know who you are. And Isaiah responded because, you see, the Godhead were looking for someone that would go on their behalf and they couldn't find anybody. And Isaiah put his hand up and he says, here am I. In other words, I know who I am. I know I can do this. I am confident that I am the right person for the job. So send me. I will go on your behalf is what he said. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 2. It says, I will make you a great nation, talking about Abraham. And I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I love this passage of scripture. Because Abraham, if you remember the story, didn't really know who he was. He knew that he was God's chosen person, but he wasn't walking in all of that. He hadn't trusted God. We know that because he decided to uh, sleep with his his concubine instead of his wife and ended up with the wrong child at the beginning. You remember the story. And so we know that he wasn't following exactly in God's plan, but there came a point where he understood that he was blessed and it was for a purpose. And the purpose was that he would be a blessing, not just to him and his family, but to the nation and the nations of the world. It's exactly like our vision statement here. We're called to grace the nations. But the first thing we've got to do is we've got to know who we are before we can do what we're supposed to do. And so coming into 2022, I want to encourage you to really come to grips with who you are in God. Every single one of you in this place, if you know Jesus Christ, are anointed for a purpose. Every single one of you are anointed with power. Every single one of us have been called according to his purpose. We're not just here taking up time. We don't come to church just to sing a few songs, although we do come to touch him and worship, and that was a great time of worship. But how many people know it's not just about coming and hanging out with a few friends, although that's valuable as well. But we're here at boot camp to get anointed, to get energized, to get stirred up, to do something with God has put inside of our lives. Uh, I don't want to, I don't know, maybe I'm weird. Well, I definitely am weird. That's according to my wife, I am anyway. But um, she's not always right. Actually, I can't remember when she wasn't right. But anyway, yeah, so, yeah, but yeah, maybe I'm a bit weird because I, I'm so fervent about this. The fact that for me, everything is about the kingdom of God. You know, we can have houses, we can have cars, we can have bank balances, we can have, you know, we're going to go up to Noosa North Shore this afternoon and, and they'll go on a bushwalk and I'll sit in my deck chair on the sand just watching the water, you know. Uh, yeah, we can do all those things, you know, we can have fun. I just want to watch the cyclone out in the distance, you know. But, the, you know, we can do all of those things, but how many people know there's only one thing that really matters yeah. and that's the kingdom of God. And those things can be expressed in our other things that we do in life, but that should be our focus, is the kingdom of God. And so we are blessed to be a blessing. And eventually, uh, Abraham knew who he was. And he knew that he was blessed. But what was the purpose? Again, it was to be a blessing. So here we are at the beginning 
of January, the second day of January 2022. And the question is, first of all, do you know who you are, which I've already mentioned? And secondly, do you know what you were sent to do? And by the end of this morning, I hope that we get to a point where you go, you know what, I'm going to do something this year that I've never done before. Maybe it's you're going to pray more. Maybe it's you're going to give more. Maybe it's you're going to get more intentional about reaching your neighbour, whatever it might be. But God has got something for every one of us. There's not anyone else in this room that has to do this and get a T-shirt that says one million churches. This is not a competition. I'm doing what God called me to do. Julie's doing what God called her. You don't need to plant a million churches. But maybe you need to pray that just one of these will get planted. Maybe you need to give so that one church will be planted. Maybe you need to speak to your next door neighbour who is full of, who is, who is lacking hope or whatever it might be. If that's what God has got for you, then that's the most important thing you can do on the planet. But you know, in 2021, a lot of people wanted to be somebody else. 2021, a lot of people acted like they were somebody else. But in 2022, I want to encourage every single one of you to be the best version of you because you were purposely made by God. God designed you. Don't look around at someone else and go, gee, I wish I was like that or if I were like them, I could do this. No, God knew and intently made you the way that you are because you are beautiful and precious in his sight. God doesn't sponsor any flops. Okay, he doesn't make second, he doesn't like, oh, I messed that one up, so I'll make a new one and we'll just let that one. How many people know he designed you exactly as you are? You are precious and amazing and beautiful and full of talent and you are significant in his sight. And I want to encourage you this year not to allow the, the, the pop star thing on the side or, the, or, the, or the, the shiny thing over there to distract you to try and do something or be something that you're not. Just relax and be the best version of yourself and we will win this city in Jesus' name. Imagine if the church was full of people just like me. It'd be like a lunatic park, seriously. It'd be crazy. Like, you know, you'd be safer, you would be safer in a mental institution than being in this church if that was the case. We don't need a whole lot of people like me. We need a whole lot of people like you and you and you and you and you and you and you to be the people that you're meant to be. Because when you know who you're meant to be, you'll realise that it's just as important to reach out to your neighbour who's suffering from depression as it is for someone to go and plant a million churches. It's not a competition. It's about knowing who you are and what you're called to do. And 2022 has got to be a year where we understand that and we walk in that and we relax in that. So just a quick reminder about what blessing is. I did talk to you a little bit about this last time, but it's just simply two things. It is the declaration of God's favour and protection. So when I pray the blessing over you, guess what I'm doing? I'm praying God's favour and protection over you. When I say, God, bless me, bless me indeed, as Jabez did, what am I saying? God, give me your favour, give me your protection. But here's the thing, we are blessed to be a blessing. So you have the power, understand this, you have the power in your lips, I have the power in my lips to declare the blessing over a neighbourhood, over a household, over a city, over a nation. And if we will understand this and begin to do that, we can understand that being blessed to be a blessing is when we open our mouths, not to protest against something, but to speak favour and, and the providence of God and the protection of God over a city or a circumstance. I've got to tell you, you've got to understand I've got to understand just how powerful we are. Yeah. I may have said this last time I was here, and, but I probably say this every time I'm everywhere because it's true. 
I, I love doing this whenever I go to a nation. The first thing I do every time I get off an aeroplane, my feet touch the ground. And I say the same words every time, and they're true. I say, I thank you, Jesus, that this nation will never be the same again, simply because I am here and I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I believe that when I go to a nation, something changes. I believe that when I walk into a room like this, something changes. I didn't come in here today to fill in for Pastor Ed, although I'd be happy to do that. I didn't come here because I needed somewhere to preach this Sunday because I'm on the way, as I said, up to Noosa North Shore, and uh, this just happened to be on the way. So I dropped in, and they said, you didn't have a preacher today, so I'm here. But, um, but So for anyone who thought this was planned, it wasn't. you know. But here, that's not the reason. The reason I'm here is because I believe just one word from heaven on my mouth can cut through where you live and where your life is and make a significant difference to somebody in this place. That 2022 does become your best year ever if you hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Because, you know, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. I want to encourage you to begin to declare blessing everywhere you go. Declare it over your life. Declare it over your household. Declare it over your family. You say, oh, you don't know what's going on in my life. One thing I do know is that the power of the tongue is, is, is exactly that. You can bring life and death. And if you'll stop going, oh, 2000, like the guy at the fireworks the other night, oh, 2021, just a bit more of the same, isn't nothing worked out, it was a horrible year. How many people know that that's the power of death in the tongue right there? But the power of life is yours to speak. Speak blessing over your circumstance. Come on. Speak blessing over your circumstance. Speak blessing over those around about you. Speak blessing over that annoying next door neighbour who won't cut her trees. And the leaves fall over your front garden and then your wife has to get up at 4.30 every morning and sweep them up. Man, and then she wakes me up as she's doing it. How many people know I can complain or I can speak blessing? Just hope she's not here this morning. Anyway, Actually, I hope she is. Clean up your trees, woman. No, anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we can be a blessing. So the last time we looked at financial blessing, today I want to look at what we can do with that. Matthew 25 uh, says this. And I, I'm gonna, if you're taking notes or, or you're listening to this later on, verses 14 to 46 is what you would read. I'm not going to read the whole thing because we'll be here at 12 o'clock and I'll just finish reading the, the passage. That wouldn't be good. But I'll read a couple of verses. Let me read verses 14 and 15 for a start. These are two parables that work in together. Now understand when Jesus speaks two parables and there's no break, it means one leads to the other. So one has got a purpose to set up the second one. This is what it says. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man travelling to a far country who called on his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Now we know what happens in this story if you've been around in the church for a little while. If not, let me just make a very short version of this. The guy who got the five talents, um, or five pieces of gold, however you want to look at them, he went and invested them and got a return of another five. The guy who got two, he invested two, and he got back two. So he now had four total, and the other guy had ten. The guy who had one went and buried it in the ground. So he didn't do anything with what he'd been given. How many people know God has given you some stuff? He's given you financial resources. He's given you gifts. He's given you talents. He's given you opportunities. 
This passage is talking about you and I. It's not some random thing that happened back a long time ago. It's talking about us. He's saying, you know what? I didn't give you all the same amount, but I did expect you to do something with what you got. And so the master comes back and he says, how'd you go, guys? And the guy who had five says, hey, I invested and I got another five. So now I've got 10. Guess what happened? The master didn't say, well, give me my five back. You can have the other five. He says, you can keep the whole lot. How many people know that when you give everything you've got to God... He gives back to you, pressed down, shaken together and running over. You cannot outgive God, not, not in money, not in time, not in gifts, not in talents. If you give God your gift, he'll give you more responsibility. He'll give you more opportunity. How many people know that if I come here and I bring a word from God to you to speak to this group of people, how many people know that if I'm, if I'm, if I'm trustworthy in that, guess what God does? He gives me another opportunity. I can't think of what would be a better opportunity than talking to you. But the reality is he'll give me more. That's what happens is if you use what you've been given. If you use what you're given with, with finance, he'll give you more. That's the $100 story that I told you last time I was here. We cannot stop. Every time we give away $100 notes, they keep coming back. And we end up with more. I mean, soon we're going to have to get a second house just to keep our $100 bills in. You thought we were going to buy another house, didn't you? Just to store them, you know. And so, and so in this story here, but the guy who did nothing, guess what he ended up with? Nothing, even what he had was taken away. Well, then it goes into the next parable because there's two parables. So let me read a little bit about that. It says uh, in the second parable, it goes on in verse 31. It says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. This is talking about when Jesus comes back. So most of you will understand that Jesus came once and he's coming back again. And when he comes back the second time, it's not to die on the cross. It's to come to be the king of glory, the king of this world. And he'll sit on a throne in Jerusalem and rule this world for the next thousand years beyond that. And so this is talking about on that day. And so he's there and he's got these people in front of him. And, he, and it says in verse 34, let me just go a bit further on. Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Verse 35, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And then they come to, uh, to Jesus in verse 40 and they say, or just before verse 40 it says, they ask, well, when did we do this? And Jesus in verse 40 answers them. He says, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. And then in verse 45, it does the polar opposite and says, when you didn't do it to me, to the least of these, you didn't do it to me. See, the first, first parable here is about talents. It's about stewardship. It's about how we manage our resources. And you and I have been blessed with much. The question is, in 2022, what are you and I going to do with what God has already given us? Because the second parable is about what we do with it. The first parable is about managing our resources, about the fact that we are blessed. But the second parable is about being a blessing to other people. And so in the second parable, you know what? He says, when you didn't help those in need, when you didn't help those next door neighbours who annoyed you, we didn't, when you didn't put money in the offering when you had an opportunity to plant another church overseas, 
when you saw a need in someone's life and you didn't do something about it, when there was someone that was annoying and depressed and you, you decided to cross over the other side of the street or walk the long way around church so you didn't have to talk to them, you did it to me. That's what he's saying in this particular passage of Scripture. You see, the first parable is about the haves. How many people know we are the haves? How many people are, are part of the haves? Who, who is or you all have nots, because if you are, I'm going to come and sit beside you, make you feel good, okay? See, we are the haves. You say, well, are we really the haves? Yeah. You see, this, this first parable is about the haves. It's about us and our responsibility. The second parable is about the have-nots. How many people know that when they were naked, they didn't have clothes? When they were hungry, they didn't have food. When they were thirsty, they didn't have water. When they were depressed, they didn't have freedom and joy and those sorts of things. And he says, you know what? If you didn't help those people, you didn't help me. And so this particular parable, or these two parables, one is about the haves, which is the people that had the talents and they had to invest them. The second one is about the have-nots, those people that had a need and our response to that. So the first parable is about being blessed. The second parable is about being a blessing. How many people can seriously say... I am blessed. Come on, let's say it again. I am blessed. Why are you blessed? To be a blessing. Can we, can we say that second one? To be a blessing. So let me ask you the question. I know, I, I said this last time, I, was here, I, hate, I hate action songs. And I really don't like going to church where the preacher makes me do things. But this is necessary because I want this to get into your spirit, okay? It's also good fun for me because I'm standing up here laughing at you. But, I, but yeah, so I'll say I am blessed and you'll say to be a blessing. Is that okay? Yeah. This is like acting school, isn't it? Only we're not acting. This is real. This is real life. All right. I am blessed. Very good. All right. If, so if you and I believe that, then we've got to work out what our response should be, don't we? And Jesus tells us there what it should be. You see, you and I are the haves. We have Jesus. We have hope. We have abundance. We have access to the promises of God because we are blessed. But why are we blessed? Because of the second parable. Because we're supposed to be like Abraham and that is we need to be a blessing to our community where we are. That's why we exist as a church. Amen? It's not just about what we do here. It's about how we influence the people around about us. It's about my barber. My barber's a great guy. He's here in Maroochydore, actually. Might bring him here one time. And I, I love John. I don't know any of you. Any, anyone else go to Barber John up there on uh, Aerodrome Road? I love him. He's a Scottish guy. And uh, he swears like a trooper. He's amazing. He's, he's, he could teach you some things. If you don't know how to swear, go, go and see him. And you go... Well, why would you do that? Why don't you go somewhere where the barber doesn't swear at you? Well, because someone needs to reach Barber John. Someone needs to love Barber John. Someone needs to be friends with Barber John. Someone needs to be generous and support Barber John's business. Somebody needs to introduce him to Jesus. Somebody needs to do more than that, and that is just to genuinely like him and understand that God's got a plan for his life as well. You see, if we're going to be blessed to be a blessing... We've got to reach out to all of the people around about us, not just those that are convenient. How many people know that it's easy to outreach to people that are convenient? But there's a lot of people out there that you go, oh, I hope someone else is called to reach them. But guess what? 
you are, all right? And that's what we've got to do. All right, so, uh, so we are blessed. So what does this look like for you and I? Well, on a local level, it means we help people. We love people. We're generous to people. We solve problems. We reconcile people to Jesus. On a global level, because I know that we're interested in nations, what does it mean? It means we plant churches, and we plant churches that help people, churches that love people. How many people know that our mission strategy, the best mission strategy is not to go sending money to do the stuff that we do here. How many people know the best mission strategy is actually to plant a church that does the stuff that we do here? Amen? You see, I spend enough time in nations like Cambodia and Nepal and places... I can't reach those people anywhere near as well as the local people. But what I can do is I can believe in them. I can trust them. I can empower them. I can help them be the church that we want to be here so that they can be an expression of what we see at City Church in Kathmandu, Nepal, in Phnom Penh, in, in Cambodia, in Kampala, in Uganda, wherever else it might be around the world. You see, that's what we can do. That's what the expression is. this looks like. The best people to win. And we just ran another church planning program just as I was here last time. Uh, in Uganda, we plant another 27 churches there, I think. How many people know that I don't want to send 27 missionaries to Uganda? I want to raise up 27 Ugandans who can revolutionise and bring transformation to their local communities. What is it? Because they are the haves and they can go and reach to the have-nots. And so what we've got to do is look at what we can do locally and then we invest our resources into planting churches that can do the same thing in other parts of the world. So the second parable is about the have-nots and our responsibility to help those people. And so I just want to move on to one more passage of Scripture, and that is Ezekiel chapter 22 and verses 24 to 30. We're not going to read it all. We're just going to read one verse, and I'll fill in the details. But if you want to read this later, read the whole thing, Ezekiel 22, verses 24 to 30. We're going to read verse 30. And it says this, it says, So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me, but I found none. So here's God again, as, as so predictably and so often happens in Scripture, he's looking for a man or a woman that will put their hand up and do something. Do you know God's eyes are going across this place right now? And he's looking for someone to put their hand up to do something. Amen. He's looking at every single one of us. He's saying, I, I sought for a man to stand in the gap. I sought for a man who would help rebuild the wall. I, I sought for a man that would love their next door neighbour and I found none. That's, that's, that's the response we see in Scripture so often. And I pray this morning that that will not be the response that we get in this place. That we will stand up and say, just like Isaiah did, here am I, send me. Here am I. I'll, I'll love Baba John. If no one else here, Barbara John's business should go through the roof this week as you all line up to go and get your hair cut there, okay? Even the ladies. He does, he does, he does for little ladies as well. He's got a broken arm at the moment, so it might be a bit slow. But, uh, but uh, how many people know? But, but see, here's the thing. is God's looking and he's saying, I, I look for someone that would stand in the gap, but I could find no one. If you read this passage of Scripture, it talks about four groups of people that he examined. As he's looking and he's going, where are they? And the, the four groups of people were the prophets, the priests, the princes and the people. So everyone in this room is going to be one of them at least, if not a couple of them. And so let's think about what those people were. The prophets were those that stood on a stage just like this. They had a voice. 
They had a mouthpiece. They were able to talk to, talk to a lot of people. They had a, a fair amount of influence. But the problem is they were distracted. And all these people were distracted. They were distracted by their own identity. They were distracted by being a pop star. They were distracted about, you know, look at me, look at me, look what I can do. And so they weren't focused on trying to fulfil God's plan or help the people. They were more interested in their own reputations. They were more interested in their own opportunities or whatever else it might be. I want to tell you, anything that gets in the road of you fulfilling God's plan for your life is a distraction. And we should remove that out of our lives. The second group of people were the priests. And they were, they were people that you know, had a bit of authority. They were the board or the elders of the church or whatever else they might be. And they were, they were concerned about the rules and the regulations. But we saw how that went in the New Testament. Remember when, when uh, Jesus was with his disciples and, uh, and the, the, the Pharisees come up and they said, why don't your disciples wash their hands before they eat? And Jesus sort of looks at him and says, what are you on about? Like, seriously, why don't you worry about things that really matter? And if you remember the story, the story is they were more worried about unwashed hands than they were about the people. They weren't concerned about the people. They were concerned about the rules and the regulations and the way things were run. You know what? We can get caught up in all the traps and trimmings, but ultimately it's got to be about reconciling people to Jesus Christ. That's what we're here to do. Then the third group of people were the princes. They were like business people. They were like, you know, well, you know, we, you know I'm busy with what I'm doing. I'm too busy to do this. I'm too busy. And so they were caught up in their businesses, but they weren't even generous because they weren't helping the people. They were making all this money, but they thought it was about being blessed and they forgot that they were supposed to be a blessing. And then there were the people and the people were like rabble themselves because they were just trying to, they were in it for themselves. It was all about, you know, about a, a poverty mentality. It's, it was like, a, I, I've got to, you know, it's like fighting over scraps. I, I was brought up as an only child, so I don't get this, but I imagine if you've got seven brothers and sisters and there's a nice cake there and you, you're adding it up and you're going, there's only six slices, which means one or two of us might miss out, then it would be a free-for-all. Well, if I was in that house, it would have been as a kid anyway. You know, like sometimes people, sometimes people are fighting over scraps when God wants to bless us to be a blessing. And in this story here, the people were distracted by their own circumstance, their own needs, their own situations. They weren't even worried about the person. They were sort of going, well, you know, I've had a tough year as well. What do you mean you want me to worry about my next door neighbour? Don't you know how, how hard I'm... How many people know that we are blessed to be a blessing? And it doesn't matter what the season is, what the circumstance is, we need to rise up and say, you know what? I might be doing it tough, but even as I'm doing it tough, I'm going to reach out and help somebody else in Jesus' name. We cannot afford to be circumstantial Christians. I'll bless when I can afford it. I'll bless when I'm in a good mood. I'll bless when the opportunity suits me and I like those people. No, we are blessed to be a blessing in and out of season in every circumstance we can. If we're going to reach this city for God, we've got to have this sort of mindset coming into 2022. I want to encourage you, friends, that you are blessed, but you're blessed to be a blessing. And so here we've got these four groups of people. And it says in verse 30 again, So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall, who'd stand in the gap before me, that they, that they would. So what, why did he want them to stand in the gap? That they would be preserved, that they would be restored, that they would be saved, that they would be transformed because I am blessed. So we know we're blessed to become a blessing. The question is, will you and I stand in the gap? 
Will you see a gap and fill it? And here's the thing. I want to pray this in a moment. I'm going to pray that God's going to allow you to see the gaps. Because the reason sometimes people don't stand in the gap is they walk around like this and they can't see the gap. But what I want to encourage you to do is to see a gap and then stand in it. How many people would like to see a gap? Come on. An opportunity. Because if you put your hand up now, I guarantee you this week God's going to show you a gap. He's going to give you an opportunity to put into practice what we're talking about right now. It may not, it may not be life-changing to you necessarily, but it'll be life-changing to somebody else because you'll reach out with a kind word or a gift or, a, or, just an, or, or some encouragement or something that will turn someone's world around. It doesn't have to be something big like planting a million churches. You know what? When you send one encouraging word into someone that's lost hope, that is world-changing for them. That is doing what the, the second parable says where Jesus says, you know what? You, uh, you, know, you encourage me or you help me or you, you gave me water when I was thirsty. He says, as you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. And that's all I want to encourage you to do this year is to focus on those small things, to see a gap and begin to stand. You see, um, you have a neighbour who doesn't know Jesus. See the gap and stand in it. You know someone that's sick. See the gap and stand in it. You know someone that's got lack in their lives, see the gap and stand in it. You see someone or you know someone's depressed, see the gap and stand in it. You know someone that's got no hope or they're anxious, see the gap and stand in it. But in this passage here in Ezekiel, the prophets didn't see the gap and they didn't want to stand in it. The princes didn't want to do the same. They were too busy with their business enterprises. The priests were too busy with their rules and the people were so, so focused and too focused on themselves that they couldn't see the gap and they wouldn't take the time to stand in it. And God's standing there saying, I sought for a man, but I couldn't find any. And I reckon today, God's going to say something different in this house. As his eyes go across this place, he says, I'm looking for a man. I'm looking for a woman in 2022 who won't make excuses, but they'll stand up and say, I am blessed. I see a gap and I will be a blessing and stand in it in Jesus' name. Oh, this could be a good year, couldn't it? It could be a good year for you. But imagine how good a year it might be for those that you begin to bless as you declare his favour and his protection over their circumstances in Jesus' name. So to be a blessing, we've got to stand in the gap. But there are so many distractions, our identity, our rights, our stuff. But anything, anything that stops you and I standing in the gap on behalf of other people is a distraction and we need to get rid of it. I want to finish this with this one thought. Well, it's one thought and then I want us to come back to you and I. And what will we do? You see, Jesus saw a gap. Jesus saw a gap between the Father and you and I. What did he do? He went and stood in it. Jesus saw the gap. There was a gap. How many people know before Jesus? There was a gap between our Father in heaven and us. The gap is just simply called sin because every single one of us has sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. There's not one perfect person in this room. Or if there is... I'd like to invite you to put your wings on and fly around and we can all laugh at you. But there isn't. Every single one of us have made mistakes. And there was a gap between heaven and the Father and us. And Jesus said, you know what? I see that gap. 
and I will go and stand in it on your behalf. And when Jesus stood in that gap, it meant we had access to the Father and we still do today. Will you and I take that challenge and do it for somebody else is the question because we are blessed. Come on, I am blessed. I am blessed, I am. I am blessed, but I'm blessed for a purpose. My blessing is not without purpose. It is not without reason. Jesus came with purpose. He came as the blessed one. He came as the have to reach out to you and I who were the have-nots. But the moment he stood in that gap, guess what? I moved from being a have-not to being a have because I was reconciled with my Father in heaven. Ha, I reckon this is cool. And I wonder this year whether you're willing to make a commitment, whether I'm willing to make a commitment to stand in the gap on behalf of some others. Help some others as one that is blessed to be a blessing to see a gap and stand in it. Friends, I want to encourage you as we, as we close, see a gap and go and stand in it. Don't be a bystander as a Christian and go, oh, well, we'll see what happens. You know, That was a good word. Thanks for that, Pastor. No, I want to encourage you to do something more than that. And why am I talking like this at the beginning of 2022? Because we need to frame the year. You and I need to frame our year this year. And I reckon churches all over this nation, or all over all the nations, have been flat-footed for the last year or two years. You understand what I'm saying? We've been sitting waiting for COVID to go by. I have no idea what's going to happen with COVID this year. But to be frank with you, I don't really care. I mean, I care in the sense that I don't really want people to get COVID, but I don't care in terms of what's going to happen in the kingdom. I think we just need to be a bit proactive and say, you know what? COVID can come, COVID can go. Restrictions can come, restrictions can go. Maybe I've got to wear a face mask, Whether maybe we don't. Half of us here this morning are confused whether you had to put it on at one o'clock this morning. I set my alarm at one and put it on but because um, <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was supposed to wear it at home, you know thought Julie might breathe on me and that you know, who knows you know but um but yeah, yeah all that stuff you know how many people know that we can just we can allow that to become an excuse after a while and I wonder whether you make a covenant right now with God but also with me I want to do this with you personally to say 2022 at, at City Church we'll be a people that are that we know we're blessed but we'll do it we understand we'll walk in it to be a blessing to others and we will be a church that looks for gaps and when we see a gap we'll stand in it in Jesus name will you join me in doing that this year seriously how many people will join me in doing that and and don't put your hand up just to make me feel good because I just feel good anyway (laughs) if that's you I want to pray I want to pray the spirit of breakthrough onto your life right now and so I'm going to ask you to stand in just a second if that's you but only stand if you really want God to show you opportunities so don't just respond to this and say I should respond respond saying God I want to see a gap and then I'm going to go and stand in it because I guarantee you this week God's going to begin to show you gaps that you can go and stand in he's going to give you an opportunity to respond to his word if that's you where you are right now I just want you to stand up raise both hands to heaven and I'm going to pray the spirit of breakthrough over your life I'm going to pray that this year you're going to see opportunities all over the place and God will cause you to be the blessing and bless others. Lord, I thank you for each of these people with their hands raised to heaven, standing with their hearts 
just absolutely focused on you, Lord. And Lord, I pray right now for the spirit of breakthrough to come on each and every one of these lives. Lord, I pray that each and every one of us in this room would begin to see opportunities, that we begin to see gaps, Lord God. And then when we see the gap, that we would quickly, with confidence and with anointing, go and stand in that gap on someone else's behalf. Lord, I pray that we would make a difference in this city and in this nation and in the nations of the world, that we truly would be generations that take nations in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray right now that we, as we declare that we are the blessed of God. Lord, we thank you for your favour. We thank you for your protection over our lives. And Lord, we thank you that we know today that we are blessed for a purpose, and that is to be a blessing. I pray for every household in this place that they would be a blessing to others in 2022. Lord, we pray for our church right now, Lord. We pray that this would be a place where everyone feels welcome, where everyone is accepted, Lord God, where people come in here and feel embraced and feel the presence and the love and the grace of a God who loves them. And Lord, we thank you this day that we were the have-nots and you were the have. That you saw a gap between the Father and us and that you went and stood in that gap. And because of that, we are saved and we know you. God, we, I pray for 2022, for every household in this place, that it would be a year of blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net or email us your feedback at info at city-church.net.